Alright folks, good evening. Welcome to A Pow Wow with Pops, another episode. Hope you all are doing great this evening. I'm doing well. It is Monday, September 26th. One trillion sixteen. Uh, 2016. I'm kidding. 1,016,000. That's foolishness. So, uh, yeah. What y'all up to? We are back again. Yeah. Uh, I've been on vacation now for over a week, and it's been awesome. I've enjoyed it. I've actually accomplished one of or two of many honeydews on, on the list. Not enough, that's for sure. Um, what else has been going on? Been practicing uh, for my my parts in the play that's coming up October 14th. And uh, coming up uh, October 14th in Atlanta. And that should be... Um, an amazingly good time. That's with Wester Joseph, Joseph, wow, Wester Joseph, uh, Michael McShane, Shane McShane. They said Michael Shane McShane. Did they, did they both have the same name? I'm not sure. But uh, I actually have a guest this evening. Uh, he's going to be a call-in guest. Let's see what. Uh, how this will go this evening. Uh, the gentleman is someone I met, uh, I'd probably say almost five years ago. Maybe November of 2011? But, uh, Oh yes, we're listening to the ex-boogeyman. Uh, this is a band that consisted here in Gainesville for, I'm guessing, five years? Is it five years? Let me do this right. Yes, the expic discogs. Yes. So, but anyways, one of the gentlemen from the ex boogeyman. I don't believe there's a. There was uh It was Eric on bass. And then this gentleman played guitar. And then also we have Brian, Mr. Mr. Rider Books. Uh, he, oh, they had a, uh, oh, a uh, lady drummer. I have to ask who the lady drummer was. They look, they look familiar. But uh, let's see. He should be calling any second now. I hope he's going to call. So, but yeah, this is going to be called my first uh, over-the-phone interview. So, or uh, discussion. 
or something. We Mm -hmm. That guy's everywhere. It's crazy. There's one person, yeah. Mr. Miner. But Austin Miner, yes, he's supposed to be calling me. He's been on the road, he's been out of Gainesville, he's been traveling a lot the past year, it seems. Uh, he was a, when I first met him, I was totally, he was just nice off the get-go, very friendly, very, uh, just chill dude. Uh, I don't know that much about him, I've just hung out with him, uh, when I worked at Common Grounds and the Boogeyman would play there, or if I'd see them out and about, uh, I actually worked with him at, uh, Boca Fiesta as well, uh, he was a bartender there. Um, I guess, yeah, so, uh, he should be calling me anytime now. I've just been trying to hook up, uh, one, I've just got a, a message from someone. I know he's super busy all the time. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, it's just that I get frustrated sometimes when there's certain people that I want to talk to, but I don't, it takes me a long time to get to talk to them. It's not, fr I'm not frustrated with them as people. I'm just frustrated because, uh, I guess the question, I'm, I want to ask the questions, you know, I want to do the conversation. I want to get what I want from them. <laughs> no, um, but, uh, what else? Uh, I saw, let's see, what, did I see anything this week? Went riding yesterday on the Hawthorne Trail, did a, did a quick 16 miles, that was awesome. It was a good time. Uh, what's going on? It is, what, September, right? So we're almost in October, folks. It's almost the Halloween's times of year. It's almost the Halloween times of year, so... These guys are so funny live. Brian had just such a uh, a very great stage presence. It's like he just didn't he just didn't give a shit. Like he was just willing. To, he did what he felt was right for the moment. It seems he lived in he lived in the moment, which a lot of people can't do. Is he is he gonna call his? Watch he watch he got a tattoo. He sees in the shop. Elston little live masturbation on the stage. Oh my goodness. So I hope you all have ha had a great week since I spoke to you last. Uh, I haven't left too many videos or anything. Left some stuff. I'll be leaving more. Again, still working on my other shows. I'm working on merchandise and uh t-shirts pens 
postcards. So I'm going to get a P.O. box because I'm going to do postcards with people. I thought that would be really awesome. Um, so going to get that done this week, actually. Actually going to do that tomorrow. Get a P.O. box tomorrow. And get my buttons and stuff ordered tomorrow. I got some honeydew stuff done today, so I've got some paintings done, and I got mm -hmm. some other things. Hold on a second, folks. I gotta answer the question. So he just asked me if he could, uh, if it was going to be on the air live, well, recorded, recorded, but not edited. There, I, I told, this isn't live. You guys aren't streaming this live, so I don't know why I say live. It's totally live. It's not live. Dumb, dumb. Little show music. This is a show that they played. It looked like a fest show they were played at at a uh, at Dirty Delis. See, different drummer. drums <coughs> call man it's time for you to call me he's, he's like totally so folks I'm waiting I'm trying I'm waiting on him still um my only advertisement is this week is for Paladino Printing in Queens, New York. That is my brother-in-law. Uh, he's been doing this stuff for a long time. If you need fast printing in the tri-state area, he's your guy. Like I said, Paladino Printing. Two zero 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 nine. 32nd Avenue, Flushing, New York. Seven one eight three five two 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 zero zero. Uh, and their website is 
paladinoprinting.com. Again, paladinoprinting.com. Uh, they, they have lots of products. Um, let's see what they do here. They do banners, booklets, bookmarks, brochures, business cards. Oh, they do stickers. Wow. Oh, so yeah. Holy cow. Window cling, Rolodexes, rock car, rack cards, puzzles, postcards, posters, plastic cards, notepads. There's a lot of stuff. It's crazy. So, yes, Paladino Printing. They, they do anything you think of. It looks like club flyers, die cutting, door hangers, envelopes, anything for businesses. They do buttons. Dang. I know they do buttons, too. So, yeah. So, there it is. So, uh, those are the, this, if you need the stuff, they're the, they're the people. So if you could, uh, if you could do that, check it out. Y'all have a, uh, have a, uh, yeah, check them out, please. PaladinoPrinting.com. Very good, very good, very great family, family owned and operated. Amazing. Great guy. Good business dude. If you have issues, he usually is very quick to take care of business so it's uh it's a guy to talk to so i've been looking at i'm not a i i would not call myself a super audiophile but i i i have a dreamer of an audiophile like some i mean there's certain types of you know equipment that i know is really good like i know a macintosh rack record record player racker player and a Macintosh amp, and you know uh, some good speakers, and then you have your lower end grades and stuff like that. So I'm kind of like looking at stuff right now. I think right now I'm kind of sticking with what Yamaha has. Uh, Yamaha's got a good amp uh, for what I want. It's for my record playing. It'd be good for some really good Yamaha bookshelf speakers that I was looking at, and a nice little Yamaha subwoofer. You know, nothing crazy, hundred watts. Uh, loud enough for the house, more than loud enough. Uh, and then my next thing would be to get two uh, <clears throat> two techniques, two technique twelve hundreds, some nice ones. Used would be fine. And then like uh, a nice Pioneer mixer or something. And then uh, so an amazing DJ that could that could. Uh, you know, teach me how to use the stuff. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be totally cool, bro. Look at everybody. I don't know if he's in a call or not. Come on now. <clears throat> I don't know what he's waiting for. It's funny. So if there's any audiophile people out there that have any good um, suggestions, uh, I think for a whole system, I don't want to spend more than 
I mean, this is a dream kit. Like, this is... Eh, I can't afford this right now. I could never afford anything like this anytime soon. But, you know, something in the range of, like... The 200 and like $1,200, $1,300 for an amp, some speakers, and a subwoofer. You know, what can you get for that? I mean, it looks like the stuff that I found, the Yamaha stuff that I found got really good reviews, and it's got all the good, good stuff on it, and it's actually made in Japan. Um, so, yeah. Because I was thinking newer vintage, and I just, you know, vintage, I was always afraid if I got something vintage, it was going to break, right? So if you get a good... So yeah, I was just trying to think of, yeah, I don't know much about it. I like the stuff, I like looking at it. You know, I got a Pinterest thing on, on audio stuff that I have all over the place. It's just like filled with all this different stuff, but uh, yeah, you never know. McCallie's not being much help tonight as my, uh, my guest. And I don't know if, uh, I think maybe he's having a hard time maybe finding a place to go and do this without feeling silly or maybe he's getting a work getting a job you can you can just do this or maybe he's pounding some beers I don't know I should be pounding some beers I'm so nervous <laughs> nervous doing an interview over the phone face to face is one thing right so much easier Everybody, anybody else have a lazy weekend? Holy crapple snapple. Super lazy weekend. I super chilled. I mean, I worked out, went to the gym, did the stuff I wanted to do. Got some things done. But all in all, yeah, kind of lazy. Kind of chill. You know what I mean? Well, that's good. France just... Banded some stuff that's plastic. Too bad it's too late. Plastics everywhere. Plastics in your hair. Plastics in your food. Plastics in your water. Plastics in your fish. Plastics in your chicken. Plastics in everything. Such a happy thing. Why am I gonna sing this stupid song? Yeah. Not good. So, any Hewitts. Dude, he's not gonna call. Is he gonna make me call him? Is he gonna make me call him? I think he might make me call him. Huh. Be quiet. I don't think he's gonna call y'all. I don't know why.
Why is he not calling? So sad. Now I have to look at funny puppy pictures on the internet and listen to this puppy whine. Because she should be eating her dinner instead of talking, be quiet. Shush. So I haven't been following any politics. I've been very happy. Really haven't been following too much. Uh, just trying to enjoy every minute of my life and my days. At least being thankful, you know? Yeah, but how are they gonna? Well, all right, that'll be weird. Be interesting. Desalinization plant in California. We'll see how that works out. Looks looks interesting. It's solar powered. Solar power away the boombas. So let's see what else. I don't have anything to say, guys. I was expecting to have a. Uh, a guest, and I don't have a guest. Um, I do want to say congratulations to my friend Katrina Gruperis, who got married, it looks like this weekend. Congratulations, amazing. Happy, nu happy nuptials to you and yours. And congratulations. And all that fun stuff that comes with it, right? I think I would think I'm gonna get uh most out on here guys. Unless I call him. Am I gonna have to call him? I think I might have to call him, y'all. I'm trying him. Hello? Awesome. Who's this? It's Pops. Nothing. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just wrapping up a tattoo, man. Oh, you actually doing some work right now? I just got done. Okay, right uh, on, right on. Do the interview now? No, no, no. Don't worry about it. You do, you do what you got to do. Um, you said you're gonna do dinner at eight o'clock. Yeah, I was gonna give you a call at seven, seven ten. It's seven thirty now. Oh shit! It's seven thirty. Yeah. Oh, fuck, the clock is, the clock is an hour behind here. <laughs> I'm thinking it's 6.30. <laughs> My bad, dude. That's okay. Uh, yeah, let me... Let, how about let me this? I'll call you right back in one second. Uh, don't worry. Yeah, I, I'm going to wrap up in a... Okay, you got it. Yeah, let me call you right back, okay? Uh, all right, man. <laughs> all right, bye. Well, let's see what happened, folks. Bad timing. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. That's all right. That stuff happens, right? That's the real world right there. I mean, that's that's how real can how else how real can you get, you know?
The man's working. He's out there on the road. He's supporting himself, you know. I get it. I'm not going to be upset if he can't do it, you know. It's uh he's he's busy out there, you know. You got to make your bucks if you're on the road doing your own thing, you know. So uh that's why I wanted to talk to him. It's it's um I'm very uh can't wait to uh <clears throat> Can't wait just to see what he's up to. Uh, hopefully you'll have a chance to talk for a little bit. I know he's probably cleaning up the tattoos. He's uh, actually, it's it's already that time. It's I didn't want to have to. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, I know you're probably right in the middle of something too. It felt silly. It's actually that time. I just didn't want to ruin by getting in your way and bother you. Hello. Duh. So, uh, that's funny. So what are you, you know, um, wow, this is really going here. It's flowing. It's, it's so fluid this evening. I feel like, um, I've totally lost control. I have no control tonight, guys. It's uh, it's going uh, in its own direction. It seems it's doing its own thing. I have no control over it. <laughs> oh, there he is! There he is. What's up? What's up? Hey, buddy. You know what it is, man. It's uh, it's six thirty here because I'm in a different time zone. Aha. Uh-huh. So I was like, I was like, what do you mean it's seven thirty? I was like, I was like, it's six <laughs> thirty. So I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, I was like, the clock's an hour behind here. But then I looked at my cell and I'm like, ah, different time zone. Different right. time zone. So where are you right now? I'm actually in Texas. Oh, what, where, what parts? Um, I'm in Round Rock at the moment, and uh, I was tattooing in. Uh, tattooing in Austin, and now I'm tattooing at my buddy's shop in Round Rock. Okay, wow. Yeah. Um, well, shit, I mean, we could jump right into it if you don't mind. I mean, I'm not afraid to go right for it. Um, man, Let's rock and roll, buddy. Yeah, right, dude, am, I, am I recording right now? Yeah, you're on, you're on. Uh, like I said, uh, we're not we're not streaming live, but I am recording. I don't I don't do editing, so you can say whatever you want. This isn't this isn't a kids show, so it doesn't really fucking matter, you know. Um, All right, I like what I hear. Yes, yes. Um, plus, it's about art, and when you talk about art, you have to cuss. I think I think they go together very well. Um, I think so as well. <laughs> um, you gotta get the you gotta get the ang- the anger angst. and the angst out. You exactly. Know? Uh, actually, before I got a hold of you, I was actually playing some ex boogeyman stuff, um, <laughs> in the background, if you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. Uh, not at all, man. Um, I'll just start with, I guess I'll go, I'll just start with, I, the first time that we met, uh, Boca Fiesta, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, I think, well, I think it was, I think it was way before that. I think was that's it? the first time we worked together. But like, pro- you probably saw ground. me. You probably saw me when from working at Common Grounds all the years. Yeah. 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 We definitely knew each other from Common Grounds, and and like, you know, just me being in the bar and you throwing us out of the bar. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> never. Never. So yeah, I think 
was fun, but yeah, I think we actually, you know, yeah, really started talking started around to down at work. Yeah. And that was like what, 2011, like Octoberish of 2011, November of 2011. Yeah, was, I mean, was... I started at Boca Fiesta when I when I moved back from New York in in 2009. Like shortly after that, I was I was in between jobs, and I called Jake, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, like, uh, I know you're opening that restaurant. You think there's something I could do there?" And he's like, "Yeah, for sure." So yeah, you know, and I think. I think you you started kind of shortly after that too. So yeah, 2010, 11. Yeah, yeah, it was around that time period. Yeah. And the, like, and you said you had just moved back from New York. So um, before New York, um, before moving back to Gainesville from New York, where were you before New York? I was in Gainesville, and okay. then and then, I was and then for before there, and then where? So right, where are you from originally? I'm from Miami originally. I, I I grew up in Miami, and uh, until I was about 18, and then, you know, I kind of had that thing, you know, that whole stigma. Well, you're out of high school, you know, find something to do. You go to college is the next step. I did like six months in college, and then eventually realized that school is not for me. I'm surprised I even made it through high school, and then, right, you know, I got out of I got out of a I don't know, did six months at Santa Fe, called it quits, and then uh, <laughs> I got a full-time job and started working, you know? Right, right. Um, bef- so down in Miami, what was um, what was it like growing up down there? Was it, uh, were you into the music scene down there? Were you into the art scene, like in school? Were you an oh, artistic yeah. kid? Like, what was, what was like middle school and high school like for you? Well, like middle school, man, I mean, that's kind of when it all started, you know? Like, middle school was, like, my opening, like, you know, I was exposed to it all. You know, in middle school, I was really, like, kind of into the hip-hop thing. You know, I was going to a really bad school in a really bad part of town. And, you know, so I kind of, like, conformed to the whole hip-hop thing. And then, you know, one of my best friends that I grew up next door with pretty much my whole life in Miami got was really big into, like, smoking pot, doing acid, listening to punk rock, going to shows. And he was selling acid at the time, and, and, and I came to his house with, like, I bought some fake weed from <laughs> this black kid at the school, and I right. was like, hey, man, like, I got this, do you want to smoke, you know, I really want to smoke this, and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, you just got ripped off, dude, and he's like, you know what, he's like, you even like rap music, and I'm like, I don't know, and he's like, look, man, listen to this, and he played me uh, The Clash, London Calling, and I was like, okay. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is amazing. Right. And then, I'd say, man, within a month, I dyed my hair blue, threw away all my, like, clothes. Right. Got a shitty, ripped-up Presidente shirt and, like, <laughs> acid watched jeans and Doc Martens. And I was, like, a punk from there in Miami. And, like, you know, I remember getting exposed to tattooing. I, I, I grew up right by the tattoos by Lou off US1. Okay. And the guy that I worked with at, at Body Tech... I mean, man, 17 years later, he's like, dude, he's like, I fucking remember you from Miami. He's like, he's like, you used to walk by, you had that fucking mohawk. He's like, that was you? And I'm like, that was me, man. So, you know, Miami kind of came around full circle, you know, but it, that place really opened me up to punk rock, when it shows at Churchill's, like, you know, kind of living a really fast, decadent lifestyle, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, okay, so things, I mean, it sounds like, like, you were... You were pretty well settled down there. Like you could have probably done 
down there what you're doing what you did in Gainesville like you came up there and started a band and became a tattoo artist and you know you did your work and you hustled and you did all the shit that you did sounds like you could have probably did it uh, probably done just as well down in Miami what made you move to know, what, man, you know, I, what made you move to Gainesville you know it's, it's funny what made me move to, from Miami was I was just getting really bad into drugs and I was getting arrested and you know like I was just you know, my mom, my mom was the biggest influence of me getting out of Miami at the time. She's like, look, you, you can't stay here. She's like, this is, you know, and I was kind of getting over that whole thing. I mean, I started, you know, really getting heavily, like, fucking partying and shit when yeah, I was, like, yeah. 14, you know? And, you know, being that age, you don't have, like, a like a brain that tells you, like, hey, you need to stop or you need to chill things out. You always want to take things to the edge because you thought you yeah. knew everything, you know? Uh, you so, got, you know, uh... Mom, get out. Yeah, yeah. You um, you said your mom was a big like advocate. Uh, were you raised just by your mom or by your, both your parents? Oh no, man. Pretty much my mom. Okay, my, so yeah, you were raised. Mom, like, okay. Yeah, single mom, dude. Me and my brother. I mean, she fucking worked like seven to seven o'clock. So my house was always the party house. Like, right, right. All the kids from my house because my mom. They knew my mom was at work. Yeah, so yeah, totally. We would fucking sneak home from work, <laughs> catch us all like smoking pot and, and doing rolls or acid or something. And right. Kick us all out, you know. And uh, so, I mean, that was the thing, man. It was just like, you know, it was one of those things. And, I, you know, I started with music down there and, and, and learning about it, but I wanted to get out to get away from the whole like partying life. And then you go to Gainesville and you just kind of repeat it there. Well, you know, so. I mean, do, do you find, don't, don't you find, I mean, it's definitely on a smaller scale. Uh, I find becoming from a coastal town, the Coke isn't as good. Uh, so yeah, that's, true. that's, I mean, that's the main reason I moved out of Sarasota cause I had a Coke problem and I knew Gainesville didn't have good Coke. So yeah. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to have an issue up here. Yeah. That, well, see, that was the thing. I did. I just couldn't do it. That was. That, I lucked out, man. I, I decided to I let alcohol become my cocaine. So, but um. Yeah. So so okay. So you 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 move you 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 go from Miami. What year did you? When did you first move to Gainesville? What year was that? I think I moved in two thousand two. It's like right when I right when I graduated high school. Okay. I moved to Gainesville, and uh, I live like right by. Right by Santa Fe, man, and in the first week that we were there, one of my room I was living in one of those places where they set you up with your roommates, you know? Yeah. And one of those, uh, one of the people that I was living with was a guy that I grew up with in Miami, so he kind of lucked out there, and the other one was this, like, random dude from some buttfuck town around Gainesville, and that dude threw a party, and, you know, we were all, like, underage drinking and stuff like that, and next thing you know... I'm on the couch smoking a bowl and fucking cops are coming in because the <laughs> our other room let the cops in. So right. the first week I was in Gainesville, I got I got busted for smoking pot, and uh, <laughs> you know it kind it kind of sucked. Right, right. That's <laughs> but uh, you know I mean yeah it was kind of fucked up man you know like I'm I'm sitting there I'm about to spark a bowl and next thing I know I like look I didn't even hear the door because we had all this music blaring and it's like. You know, one of those college apartments. Yeah, those shitty apartments out at, out by Santa Fe, man. You can't have... 
I remember I used to go, we'd go out to parties out there and get busted so fast because it's like people would because oh, there's dude. families that live out there too and shit. It's so fucking dude, funny. It was like man, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was on me for sure. But you know, I look over and I'm sparking a bowl and I'm like, that's a cop. And the cop literally saw me put the bowl under the couch and he's like, get up, grab the bowl, man. He just, that fucker took all of our shit, man. He took bowls. He took on High Times magazine. <laughs> like I mean. You know, I mean, he like he like wiped us out, so I had to deal with that. So pretty much, he went he went home and sm- he went home and smoked all your pot. Pretty much, you know. I mean, that, that, uh, you know, that I, cop just I ripped that away. cop ripped you guys off, is what that cop did. <laughs> he probably did, man. Dude, we we were like, I mean, it was like a typical fucking lame ass college apartment, you yeah, know, yeah. like fucking <laughs> posters everywhere and shit. Yep. <laughs> Reservoir dogs. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. The Pulp Fiction poster on the wall or something, you know. So okay, so you you two thousand two. How long are you here between uh, two thousand two and then the time that you moved to New York? Um, I was there, you know, two thousand two to two thousand seven, and you know, in that time, I like, you know, started. We're we. I started a band like really quickly down there. Not many people have heard of it, but like that really like expanded my musical horizon you know like the guy right. that was that we were like all 18 in fact the guy that i'm visiting here in texas i was in a band with when i was 18 in uh in gainesville and we're talking old old war stories and shit man and he's like he's telling me all these old stories but the guy that there was a lead singer who was a great songwriter this dude rick rose rude man you know he uh i mean that dude knew everything you could ever want to know about every band from like the 50s on you know that was good yeah. So he introduced us to Rockabilly, the replacements, I mean, the dolls. So we kind of started a fucking rock and roll band, like, you know, glam, like the right. New York Dolls-ish kind of Johnny Thunders-ish style called the Beautiful Losers. And we played in that, man, and we were playing the Eddie C's all the time and Faces Lounge. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And there'd be a bar downtown, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and they assumed that we were all overage. Right. So we never had a problem drinking in Gainesville, you know, man, from nobody we nobody on. ever did if you were played music or anything. It was so easy in this town. That's the crazy part about uh, it. Yeah. I remember celebrating my twenty first birthday at Eddie C's and telling the bartender, like, Oh, she's like, How old are you today? I'm like twenty one, not even realizing and she's like, What? I've been serving you like, for a year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I've been serving you for years. Are you kidding me? And I'm like, Well, you didn't get in trouble, so yeah. I mean If you do it, it's your it's on you, right? <laughs> yeah, That's, pretty much, man. So so you were doing so you were doing that band, so did that band did you guys record anything or do anything uh, yeah, with that man, band? We a, yeah, we had a recording, dude. We recorded uh I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a recording it was a it was a studio out on like thirty fourth. Um this dude, Jerry, he's a really cool dude, man. A really, really nice studio. I mean, we dropped, like, a good chunk of money on it, and the band kind of, like, we're all just partying too, too much, man. It was getting kind of fucking crazy, you know? Like, and so we, me and the guy that I'm visiting here in Texas decided to, like, you know, kind of get out because we're like, dude, I don't, I don't want to live this fucking life like this, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and so we kind of got out from there. And then around that time is when I met, like, Brian and Eric and Schuster and everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
uh, I guess David Cornwell has just left Baby Dracula. Right. And we played a show with Baby Dracula in 1982, and I was, like, in love with the band. Like, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, I love this. Then they, uh, they asked me to join, and that's kind of around when I joined Baby Dracula. And before I moved uh, to New York, we had our, like, last show. And... Um, at the Atlantic, man, and it was it was fucking killer. And uh, that's actually where I ran into Rob Coe, um, who, uh, you know, was my teacher in seventh grade in Miami. Oh, wow. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy, and I, I see him standing in, in the line paying. Dude, he looks exactly the same now right. as he did <laughs> in, when I was in seventh grade. Right, I mean, right. the same exact, you know, black t-shirt, pants, glasses, shaved head. Yeah. And I walk up and I'm like, Mr. Co? And he's like, it's Rob. <laughs> like, right, right. And I'm like, do you remember me? And we, you know, he's become like, man, he's become a really, really good pal in my life, man. He was one of the best teachers I've ever had, you know? Oh, awesome. That's good. Yeah. And um, you said you, oh, have, yeah. you have a brother as well, right? Yeah, man. He's a... Uh, Older, younger? You know, we really were, he's younger. We're you there? Oh, I dropped. It dropped. Let's see if he calls back. Hold on a minute. Let's see what happens, folks. <laughs> right in the middle of combo. But that's all right. So I was just going to learn about his brother. So let's wait and see. How goes it? Oh! I think we're going to be losing it, folks. Let me call him. You there? Oh, looks like we lost him, folks. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> oh, wow. Cliffhanger. We'll finish next week. See guys, I'm trying, and, and the world's trying to stop me from doing it. Oh, he's trying to call back now. Let's see what happens. I don't know why I... Yeah, me either. He's like, I don't know what happened. I was like, I don't know either. Let's see what happens. I guess it's because too much real real humanity was happening in the world, man. You know, maybe, no, maybe, so, so what do you guys think? Oh, here we go, let's see what happens. Hello, hello? Hello, hello?
Very weird, folks. The phone's <laughs> calling him now, even though I was, he was calling me. Let's see, try me one more time. You there? Wow. Man, must have been, must have been some of them uh, UFOs over there in Texas that you guys have. <laughs> Who knows, man? You guys, uh... you guys got all them weird UFO sightings out there and stuff in the old Texas Texas I know, areas. I've been to see one, man. I've been kind of like, kind of waiting, kind of, you know, definitely been sitting out at night like waiting for some cool shit like that it's like who's got the shrooms and the fucking lights let's see this shit <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> i know man it's, 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 it's weird man you know like I've, I've been on all over the east coast and like this is my first time you know outside and kind of exploring the country and just seeing around and it's kind of just crazy how it just gets so much different as you you know i mean obviously but it's just it is weird to me you know like everyone here is complaining about the heat as like they did in Florida, yeah. and I'm like, man, I love it. I love it here, dude. It's like I can walk outside and I don't feel like I'm dripping wet. Right. You know? It's a different. It's I a mean, different it's hot. hot. Yeah, it's hot, but not. It's not. It's not the same. You know, like -uh. I don't really sweat here, but in Florida, you know, you walk outside for five minutes, and next thing you know, you're drenched. You're drenched like a. You know, you're drenched yeah, you're fucking like a sweating like a choir boy on Sunday morning before mass. Exactly, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Do I have so to I do it again, no man, Father? You know, um, what? Sorry. <laughs> Florida, Florida is, is definitely is definitely a, a awesome awesome gem, man. You know the the country is cool, and all the places I've been are cool, but Florida definitely has a has its 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 awesomeness to it. You know. Yeah, it's got its it's it's got its own vibe to it. It's definitely a um, like I explained to a lot of people, Florida's. It's kind of weird like it's got such a weird makeup if you look at the history uh you have during the 1700s there was a lot of uh native americans and black like farmers and whatnot you know because those are the only people that would be in with all these insects and shit that could handle it you know that were tough enough to fucking oh, yeah. do it uh and on, on on the coastlines uh, during the late 1700s, early 1800s, especially in like San, cities like St. Augustine and stuff like that, the, um, the cities were filled with artists, you know, actors, writers, like all the weird, you know, uh, fringe people would come down here because it was kind of like going to an island, but not really, you know. And then, right. and then in the 50s and 60s, it got inundated with racist northerners. So... Uh, <laughs> And then that, we, is, that is the one thing that I've definitely noticed. Uh, like, you know, in certain spots that I've been, you see like people with these like, 
you know, these fucking views where you're like, oh, this is what everyone's been talking about, you know, because in Florida, you kind of, it's a little bit more liberal, a little bit more lenient, you know. Yeah, if you're, if you're in a certain spot. more sp- activism down there. Yeah, if you're in a certain spot. Well, see, Florida, see, we're lucky enough because we, we have so many colleges, colleges, you know, and usually when you have yeah. colleges, you have, it's more, it's usually, it, it leans more to the left. So... We have, yeah. what, how many colleges in the state of Florida? What, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12? Well, I mean, like, fuck no. it's, it's a shit ton, you know? So it's like there's a lot of liberal pockets in, uh, inside of a really red state. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's cool, man. You know, it's one thing that here in Texas, though, is just like Florida has the roach problem or the love bugs, man. The fucking crickets here are insane. Oh, really? You know? it's Yeah, so it's like... It's like, you know, you trade one fucking insect for, for another, another insect, you know, like, you'll be out at a bar drinking, you know, <laughs> talking to your friends, next thing you know, cricket will fly in your face. Like, uh, they're know? pretty big, <laughs> too, aren't they? Yeah, they're these huge fucking black crickets, man, and I didn't even know. I'm, like, sitting at this bar with some friends. And Dude, that freaked me the fuck out. And next thing, yeah, the cricket just hit me right in the face, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and they're all laughing, and I'm like, oh, it's a cricket. You know, just get, get used to them. The fuckers are everywhere here, man. They're like the love bugs of Texas. Um. Pretty much. That's, that's what I. That's what I described. That's what my friend described. And I was like, yeah, they're like the love bugs in Florida, which I'm like, all right. But they're um, everywhere, man. I want to go to like a bug-free place, you know. So yeah, right. Good luck. Cold. 2007. Yeah. You you moved to uh, 2007. You say you moved to New York. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. It was cool. What, what, what made you move there? Well, I was working for this company in Gainesville. Like, I was doing like telemarketing, you know. And it was like, a cool company there, and uh, they were like looking for like a rep to work in New York because that's one of the places that they that they uh, they had an office at. So I was kind of looking for a little bit of a change, you know. Yeah. So. I was like, you know, why not? I have this opportunity to move there. I was, I'd, I'd be making a good, good living, and um, so like on a whim, man, I just kind of went there, transferred with the company, and uh, spent. You know, I was like, fuck, man, why not? I, you know, I, I visited New York, and I always loved it. Yeah. But visiting and living are two two different animals, you know. So it was it was it was awesome, and the winters were cool. But after a little while, I just was like, all right, man, I, I need to see the sun. I can't handle the fucking snow anymore. Everything here is so expensive. Where were you? you know, uh, I mean, like. Where were you located at? Oh, man, my first year there, and I didn't really know anything about New York or anything. So I just kind of looked for the cheapest place, which is not the best thing to do in New York. But, man, my first year there, I fucking lived in the hood, like, right the last stop on the A train in Manhattan right before you hit the Bronx. Oh, wow. So okay, right the on. The neighborhood was beautiful, you know? But yeah. There were some great parks around there, like Fort Tryon Park was right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was great restaurants. It was a fucking ghetto, dude. I was in this, like, Dominican neighborhood, and um, it turned out, man, like, it worked out really well. Like, at first, I was really sketched out, you know? I was like, where the fuck did I just move to? But, uh, I don't know, man. I started buying weed from some dude that hung out in front of my apartment complex, and he saw that I had tattoos, and he's like, oh, you, you do art or whatever? And this is, like, before I even considered 
right. you know, tattooing or anything. I was just getting tattooed, and uh, I don't know. I drew this guy like this skull with like some roses, and I mm-hmm. gave it to him, and he loved it. And ever since then, man, I had like a pleasant stay in that neighborhood. Like everyone was cool with me, and yeah, you know, they like the little because I mean, you know, it. I mean, definitely was like not the best neighborhood at all, dude. There was like shootings there all the time, and you know, but. <laughs> he clicked out again. That's hilarious. There's shootings all the time. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not editing this, guys. This is gonna keep going. This is hilarious to me that it get, it fell off. <laughs> He's going to get ready to go for dinner and end stuff. So maybe I should just, uh, we'll leave it off. You there? Yeah. Texas doesn't like me. <laughs> it's like the phone is like... Yeah. It's like the phone keeps on... Like the signal just like gets dropped for some reason. Probably. Yeah, that's what my phone is doing too. Probably some UFOs over Texas. So. I hope so. I, mean, I, I hope one takes me away. <laughs> yeah, right. So you moved to New York... You uh, pretty much start up a boiler room scam. You make tons of money. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of what it was, man. <laughs> I boiler room this I'll shit, man. I seen more. that movie. I saw that movie. You uh, went and boiler room that dude, shit. It, it, there was actually a dude that I worked with that was like, man, he's like, you got to watch this movie. This is like us. And I watched it and I was like, I was like, man, what the fuck? I was like, this is not like us. I was like, well, are we doing illegal shit? And he's like, no, no, we're not. But I mean, like, it could be. It and could be. Like, yeah. Right, whatever. It's funny because oh, I, I yeah. used, I used to, I used to, I did, uh, I did phone soliciting, and I actually went up to um, one of the guys that I worked with at a phone soliciting place in Sarasota. Me and him decided to take a month and take uh, the business's uh, police benevolent association Rolodex for North Carolina. And just go up there for a month and rent a hotel room and make code calls and just drive around and pick up checks. And we, <laughs> and we did that for a month. Like, lived... Dude, we, people are stupid like that, you know? And, and, and I was like... I was, I, was, I was making copies of like $5 bills on the Xerox machines upstairs and going down into the, <laughs> going down into the basement and getting coin change out of the machines because the machines would just read the face of the bills. They wouldn't read the underneath, so you only had to do one side. So I'd cut them to size, and that's how I, we'd make money while we were up there is I'd go around and go into, go into the local businesses, into their snack rooms, and, and do their Coke machines and stuff like that. <laughs> that's pretty fucking slick, man. That, that was the 80s. That was, like, that. that was like 1987, 88. I mean... 
Like in Sarasota, that's how I used to do all the uh, like Aladdin's castle and in, in the uh, mall and stuff. We used to go in there with Xerox copy dollar bills and get tokens. That's awesome. Oh yeah, it was. It was uh, a, good old times. Man, you know, like before they had cameras <laughs> everywhere. Right. Do stupid shit. So right. okay, so you're in New York. You make you're making some money. How long did you end up being in New York for? Man, I was there for two years, and then, you know, I was working for that company, and I just was like, man, this is this is not me. Like, this is not what I want to do. Right. This is not me. I was getting depressed from the fucking, the winters, you know, I was just like, didn't want to leave my room, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I was just like, not doing well with, with the, the job, because yeah. I just wasn't into it, so decided to go back to Gainesville, um, ended up putting putting in my uh, my notice at the company and that's uh that's when I started working at Boca Fiesta and you know like I miss playing music you know so when I went back down there like we started up the ex boogeyman yes and mm-hmm. you know I miss all my friends dude you know when you leave Gainesville I mean yeah it's definitely you really kind of take it for granted while you're there but then when you when you leave it you're like you're like, man, I fucking miss Gainesville, you know, and like the yeah. comfort that you have with all your buddies everywhere, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's, the thing is, is like, um, I mean, that's one of the main reasons, like I always talk about on the show is the main reason why I started doing this podcast was so I could stay and connect with, with all my friends, you know, this is like, you know, I'm 45, I have a real job, I'm married. I do a lot of stuff, you know, I wake up at five, practically five o'clock every morning, just automatically, no alarm clock, that's what happens when you stop drinking, it seems, it sucks, but ever since I quit drinking, you know, when I used to drink, I used to be able to fucking sleep 12 hours, I can't sleep six hours for shit, but uh, (laughs) now I just have to keep busy and doing stuff and stay on the Ritalin so I don't lose my mind and, you know, do all the right shit, so, um, but, um, but yeah, no, this 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 town is great, and and this I'm trying to do this to connect with everybody, and I'm glad you were able to do this with me tonight. I mean, we've been trying, we've been missing each uh, other quite a bit through your through your uh, travels, and I kind of wanted just to kind of bring up something because I remember something you said to me. I mean, this is going to be the only time that we talk. I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna stay in touch, and every six months or so, we're I'm gonna get back in touch with you, and we'll catch up and everything, and see where everything's at. But um. You, uh, what was it, last year you took a trip to Machu Picchu? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, when I yeah. saw you after that, uh, there was a moment before, I think around the, t- not too long, probably before you were deciding to do it, to do what you're doing now, which is kind of travel around, see the country, live life, uh, you're still young, um, you still have the ability to do so, you have uh, an, a craft and an art that will allow you to travel with that art and make money and, you know, take care of yourself. Um, where was I going to go with that question? Well, I lost myself there. I mean, you said I said something, I said something to you. Yeah. Um, shit. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you said something to me like it changed your life. That the trip to Machu Picchu, uh, changed your life. And you seemed, <clears throat> when I saw you, I mean, every time I'd seen you, all the years that I've known you, you've always seemed very happy and uh, very outgoing, very loving. You, you know, always willing to hug, give a hug and and just cheerful. Uh, never seen you down ever. You know, um, 
and but when I saw when I yeah you have, um, but after I saw you at that trip, there was something different about you, and like something had opened up even more about you, or something, uh, like your third eye, you were illuminated somehow. Um, well, I did a, I did an ayahuasca ceremony while I was there. Okay, so, so um, could, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I'll talk about it a little bit, man. Uh, yeah, just if, yeah, just I give mean, me a we, quick. Just tell me, tell me about your trip, and tell me what what is it, and like where, if anything, if that has an effect on what you're doing now, or uh, you know, if this is like part of the the, the trip. I still. definitely think so. Okay. Definitely think it has an effect on what I'm doing now because you know the ayahuasca ceremony. You know, the the medicine. I mean, really, like changed my life, man. I mean, you know. I know, like, it was easy to think that I was always, like, up and up and, you know, because, right. uh, you know, my friends and everyone always made me happy, like, yeah. to see and, like, but, you know, the people that I love yeah. and the people that I care about, but, uh... Public persona you know, is persona's different. Struggle. Yeah, yeah, totally. I got you. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, that's one thing that I read about uh, Peru was, you know, they had a, they had um, ancient medicine that they, that the the natives practice with ayahuasca and I, uh, I was like really intrigued by it, you know? And, uh, so I looked into it and I told, uh, my travel agent that it's something that I was, I wanted to do. And she set me up with a, a shaman there. So, you know, when we went after Machu Picchu, I actually took a car and drove like three hours through the mountains of Peru, man, on a, on a beautiful day. It was like, the coolest fucking thing, man, like, for all, you know, three hours, just the, the most serene view in the world, man, I mean, it was, it was amazing, and I get to this place, and finally it's my ceremony, and I'm fucking freaking out, man, because, like, this is, like, really intense, you know, spiritual thing that I'm about to do. Yeah, it, unlo- it unlocks your shit. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like, takes your demons, and it throws all that shit in, in your face. Yeah. And it forces you to deal with it and stuff that you don't even know that you're dealing with. I mean, so, like, I took it real seriously, man. Like, I fucking went on this hardcore diet for months. I didn't drink. I didn't do any drugs. I didn't do, like, shit. And yeah. I go there, and I show up at the shaman's place, and they don't say anything to me. And all of a sudden, this guy, like, is like, come with me. He didn't even say it. He just, like, kind of signaled it. So I walk with this dude down go and he throws he puts me in a cab and he hops in and there's like another guy in there and like two other guys in there and I'm thinking like man I'm gonna get fucking robbed or raped or both or <laughs> I don't know you know like I don't know what's going on here right. so you know we get in this cab and we are driving if you're through lucky. the mountains and it's fucking pitch black yeah right <laughs> I was like it's like pitch black and we show up finally after like you know, an hour of driving through the, the mountains, we show up at this, like, fucking compound, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, and no one, these guys aren't saying a word. The whole ride was silent. So we show up, and I get out of the car, and all of a sudden, this fucking white wolf walks up to me, man, and I'm like, what? I'm, like, freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, I was like, yeah, you know, I was just like, fuck it, I pet the wolf. He was really friendly, kind of came up and started singing, I pet him. And I asked the guy, I was like, I was like, man, is that's a wolf, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's a wolf. And he's like, it's, it belonged to the, one of the shamans that was at the compound. 
and uh, you know, I pet the wolf, and I was like, hey, man, wish me luck, you know? So he bangs on his compound door and brings me into the Maloka, which is like the hut that they perform the ceremonies in, and he sits me down, and it turns out the guy that was in the cab with me was my shaman, and he was going to be my shaman the whole time. Oh, that's hilarious. So he didn't say fucking yeah, he didn't say a word to me, and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to be your shaman, so I don't know if he's feeling me out or what. He probably was. And, uh... He's probably, he probably wasn't making sure you were some, like, like deadhead fish guy who was just like, dude, I'm coming down here to get, just get wasted, bro, you know, like... It, he, might, it might be, it might be, I mean, like, he was, you know, I mean, they do, this, they do ayahuasca with you, so, you know, so we sat down... I was the only one that signed up for the ceremony that night. Yeah. So it was just me and the shaman and, like, no one else. Like, so it was just us and the Maloka. And basically it's, like, a bunch of mats, like, yoga mats, all in a circle around the Maloka, which is, like... And then they had, like, uh, a condor, a puma, um, taxidermy on the wall, which is kind of, like, uh, Peru's, you know, like, kind of what they... Uh, what they what they, uh, no word I'm looking for, what they kind of, uh, I don't know, use as like their god or I, mean, I, don't know, I can't they, think of the word. They worship them, they worship the animals. Yeah, they kind of believe like the, 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 uh, the pumas like on the earth, the condors in the sky and then the serpents underground. Right, right, I you got know? you. Right, so, right. Um, so, sit down, he, gets ready, he has all these instruments in front of him, all these homemade instruments. He blesses the ayahuasca and he gives it to me. And then I'm like, you know, I'm like freaking out kind of, because just from what I've read, I did a lot of research on it. So I drink it and man, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever fucking tasted in my life. I mean, like it, it tasted so fucking bad. And so I sat there didn't really feel anything and then all of a sudden just like shit my brains out you know uh-huh. and i come back in he's like you feeling anything and i'm like no nah, man and so he's like blesses the ayahuasca again he does like a whole ritual and chanting ceremony and he gives me another shot of it and oh, i'm like Jesus. god i have to drink this fucking shit again you know and uh two shots so i take another shot and uh i'm sitting there for another 45 minutes and he's like, you feeling anything? And as soon as he says that, I'm like, I'm about to say no, because I wasn't really feeling anything. I was feeling a little weird. Yeah. And then I just started vomiting everywhere. Like, yeah. I'm throwing up. And while I'm throwing up, I'm seeing these crazy mandala patterns. Like, like it, looked, it was like I, my, I was looking through a kaleidoscope. Oh, wow. And I'm sweating. And next thing you know, I'm done vomiting. And the crazy thing is, I, didn't, I hadn't eaten anything, so... You know, you're supposed to fast before you do it. And so I'm throwing up like I just fucking drank a gallon of whiskey, you know. Damn. And next thing you know, man, that's when it all kicked in, dude. And we, it seemed to last forever. But I'd say I was there from like 9 o'clock to like 9 in the morning. And it was like the most life-changing experience. And then the next day, you know, I, I... come back to the hotel the shaman gives me a ride back into town and when i woke up in the morning dude i mean the place was the most beautiful place i've ever seen at night it looked like a fucking weird crazy compound right right you can't morning, see shit exotic right. plants everywhere you know i mean it was right in the mountains i mean it was it was 
he's like the temple of the moon was right there so you know and the next morning man I, I go and see my I was with my mom and my little brother and my mom's like my mom said to me you know she's like I've never seen you like this your entire life you know like I mean man I don't know I don't know what that thing just kind of changed my life and you, you know you're usually supposed to ask you know mother ayahuasca for what you want out of the ceremony you know like right. why are you why are you doing this and so i asked her for what i wanted out of it you know and i had specific things that i really wanted to take from it and man everything that i asked for was granted and so i mean all all in all man like really from that experience you know really kind of opened my eyes and made me think like you know, especially doing this journey, man, I was scared as fuck, dude. You know, I mean, it's comfortable in Gainesville. Yeah. You know, you can live. I mean, I thought I was going to fail. I didn't think I was good enough to even, I still don't think I was good enough to tattoo with all these people, but, right. you know, it's been rad, man. I've been meeting the fucking coolest people. Everyone's been super nice and friendly and accommodating, and it's kind of like, you know, it's it's, it's really, I'm, I'm feeling like super humbled and blessed, you know, to just to be able to, to do something like this and, you know, it's just been, it's been amazing. But uh, I think the ayahuasca really, like, kind of gave me that confidence that I needed to, yeah. like, say, you know what? Even if you fail, at least you did it, you know? Right. Or at least you tried. Well, that's, you know, so. that's funny you say that, because um, that's been one of my biggest issues pretty much my whole life is the um, hyper-anxiety and fear, like, uh, fear of what people think of me, uh in in all different ranges, you know, like I'm not good enough. You know, like uh, the way I came up, I didn't come up with good people that, or you know, with folks that um, knew how to deal with kids too well. So they kind of talked to kids like they were adults in a way, you know, which kind of don't doesn't work well with kids. You know what I mean? And uh, sure, yeah, it kind of makes you feel like you're never good enough. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I had that issue for a long time, and it wasn't mainly because of them, them overdoing it. I was just the type of person that took it to such a place where I took it into my mind, where it became a reality for me, not because of them, just because, just because of my makeup, you know? I mean, I can't blame, you know, I can't blame other people for how I end up, because a lot of it's bad habits, but it's like, I had a lot of anxiety, especially after I quit drinking, and uh, for many years it was an issue for me, and it kept me from doing a lot of stuff, uh, and and... And this was when I turned 43 or 44 is when I decided I wasn't going to let fear or anxiety fuck with me anymore or keep me from doing what I want to do. And that's when I started doing the podcast. So, and then that's, that's when awesome, I, man. and then that's when I started doing acting and now I'm acting and doing a podcast and trying to do other shit. And, you know, so it's like, it's, it's amazing the, 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 the the um what's the word I'm using I'm trying to find here the path that we end up on all the different types of artistic uh, people that come through Gainesville you know you have you have young oh, people like yourself that do it you have old people that are you know writing books you have young people that are writing books now you know um yeah other people Some that of move the most amazing musicians yeah in Gainesville yeah you know. They don't get any recognition ever. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean... You know, it's like we... we it's we're, crazy, man. We come from a lucky place, and I think it's funny, Jake Crown... Jake Crown said, like, 
uh, and I keep using it as like just Gainesville's just a, a, a group of weirdos, you know, it's like, uh, a, yeah. a, 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 you know, because to me, everything that everyone does in this town is, has such a, uh, is somehow tied to art, you know, and that's what yeah. the main part of, I think me doing this podcast and, and talking to people and seeing how they grow up, uh, seeing what kind of situations they were in when they were younger, uh, and and then figuring out when that art entered their life and helped them, you know, and, and put them in the in the right trajectory to where they need to be f- for the future, you know, and it, and, and and I definitely enjoy. Um, that's the that's the best part about doing the podcast is learning um, from all of you, the great people um, who are out there living living your art doing what you're doing, um, not answering to anybody, which is awesome. I mean, I'm super jello of you, man. You're on an awesome trip. I mean, it's something that I know I wish I would have done at your age. Um, I wish I would have had the balls to do it. You, it, it's, it's amazing that you're doing it. Um, I think, I I think, I think a lot of people, I think um, all your friends would say the same exact thing. You know, it's, uh, it's not an easy thing to do just to take off and just go on, on your own artistic ability and just relied solely on that alone, you know, especially being just one person. Yeah. So, so you're right. You're not, you're, you're, de- you're definitely not doing an easy thing. So, you know, it's like, it's, uh, it's, uh, much, uh, much props to your, uh, your artistic fortitude, I would call it you, you taking that art and then actually going out there and being brave enough to push, put it out in the world the way that you're doing it. Hey man, I mean like, you know, I always thought, like, you know, if you're not going to, you know, do I want to sit there and think about what if, or do I want to say I did, you know? And, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I, I don't do anything special, man, you know? Like, I, I, I'm fortunate enough that, like, I got, I, you know, I, and I'm, I'm lucky enough that I came, it, I came into this, like, beautiful craft. Right. You know, like, I, I, I'm so fortunate in my life. Like, I, I every day I wake up. And, you know, I do miss home and everything like that, but I wake up and I'm, I'm so in love with what I'm doing and I'm, I'm so fortunate to be where I am and I'm so lucky that I have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of notice it, notice it. Even every, each day that goes forth, that like, I'm so fucking fortunate, man. And I mean, like, you know, like I said, I don't do anything special. I, I draw pictures on people's skin. You know, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool thing, but... It, 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 equally as it's cool, it's like very, very mentally taxing too because, you know, what we are doing is permanent. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately we are human too, so we're going to make mistakes or we're going to have to deal with like, you know, things that, you know, and, and, and it's a hard reality to face when you when you fuck something up or, yeah. you know, you you know that like you, you didn't do your best on that one. And I mean, I, I'm my biggest critic, man. I look at everything I do and I fucking tear it apart and, which and you should, which you should, which you like should get over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and at this point, but then I got to think like, you know, well, as long as I try to make things better, as long as I try to put 110% into what I'm doing, yeah. then, you know, that's really all I can do. And I got to realize that I'm a human being. Yep. I'm going to make mistakes. You can't win every fight. <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some. So, so it's like, yep. but I mean, man, I, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I mean, I'm 
fortunate enough that, you know, I have friends that are helping me out and being supportive. And yeah. I mean, dude, I, like I said, man, I, I don't, I don't know what I did to deserve such a, I, all you did, you know what you did. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I got to tell you just from from the outside perspective, watching you move around Gainesville through the years, all you did was your uh, what you were supposed to do. All you did was work, you know? Like, yeah. I think that's the one thing that uh, I need, you know, you, you got to pass on to all those people out there who are ever thinking about moving to Gainesville and are artistic and want to come here and, and open up is like, you can you can open up here most definitely you could become huge but you just have to work yeah you know you just have to That's want true. it you just if you have or to you want the art the more than the, you know yeah you have to make it a part of what you want in your life and do it that way and that's you know tattooing definitely you had that you know you got into that and you and dude just you know like i said you know, and like you, it was, what it you, was ingrained in me from when I started, though. You know, like I mean, I've always had like a strong work ethic. Yeah, you know, exactly. Watching yeah. my mom come up, you know, and you know, seeing my mom up, you know, I'm like, my mom can work six days a week from seven to seven. Like, you know, I had a job when I was like, I think fourteen years old. But even before yeah. that, I was helping my grandmother and grandfather in their farm. You yeah. know, so I was working my whole life. So, you know, I mean, but really, really, when it came to tattooing and you know, Death or Glory really ingrained in me, like, you know, you should, and, and even watching those dudes, man, you know, those dudes all have a very strong work ethic, so it's like, you know, that was something that was really ingrained in me from the beginning, is like, you know, the job's never done, it's kind of like the service industry, man, you're scheduled to get out at 7, but you don't get out until like 12 or 1, like, you know, yep. like, same thing with tattooing, man, it's like, you know, you get into, you get you get from it what you put into it. And if you're gonna fucking half ass it, you're gonna get a half ass like you're gonna get you're gonna get shit from it. But yeah. you know, if you really put your heart and soul into it, you work hard, I mean you know, and even still I still feel like I need to work harder, paint more, yeah. tattoo more, you know, just do more always and always keep going because it's like you know, I mean I I, I wanna like advance in my craft, I wanna like get better, I wanna just know everything about it. Yeah. I owe it to like do something good for it, you know, at least at least now just at least try to put on a good tattoo or make the client happy, you know? Yeah, totally. So So how long have you been out on the road now? Man, it's probably been about four months now, man. I've been I've been traveling around. Um I see, been, I see. I saw quite dude. a few pictures, like everywhere I've seen you've gone, you seem to have just a, a horrible time. <laughs> the worst. Man. No the smiles. Worst. I mean, you know, no smiles at all. I'm like, man, when is this motherfucker gonna smile? Holy shit! This guy just won't you know, smile. Man. But uh, no. So how many? So how long you think you? Uh, how much longer you think you're gonna be out there on the road for? What do you think you? What? Do, what's in your plans? Uh, I mean, my ultimate goal originally when I first did this was to see the West Coast. You know, I've never been out west. I wanted to go to all the places that I've always wanted to see and do the things that I've always wanted to do. And I didn't think I would even get this far, man. I was kind of like stressing, like, am I going to make money? Am I going to, you know, and I wasn't really, I didn't really care about making money, you know? I was like, fuck it. If I have to sleep in my tent one night or if I sleep in a car, so be it. Yeah. You know, but luckily every place that I've gone, I've either made a new friend or I've ran into an old friend who's like been like, man, you could stay with me or I've airbeat and bead. You know, yeah. and I just kind of made it work. And, uh, you know, like, friends have been 
helping me out with the tattooing, like in Nashville. You know, my friend Mia, um, you know, was like, oh, you're going to go to Austin? Here, let me help you out. Like, I know somebody um, at Austin Tattoo Company, so she gave him a ring. And so I, you know, text, I called him, asked him if he would mind if I came and sat in for a couple days. And he's like, yeah, sure, man. So, you know, it's been great, man. It's been a lot of networking, meeting fucking cool people, just meeting, you know, doing, doing really, really fun things, trying new foods i mean it's like i said man i i can't i can't express like how grateful i feel like every day yeah you know that i'm safe on the road semi-safe i guess but <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> um so yeah it's it's been great and, and ultimately i don't want to stop doing this like i love it you know okay. i love doing it but you know I, my my ultimate goal is to you know get out to the west then I have to, you know, I, I dearly miss my fucking motorcycle and my dog. Yeah. So, you know, like, I want to get back to that. And then I want to figure out a place to settle down. But my ultimate goal is, like, 2017, settle down. And then 2018, I want to, like, do the same thing that I did in North America, but do it in Europe. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my ultimate goal. So now that I know what I did with this, I didn't really plan it out too well. I had kind of a route, but I've kind of been going to where, like, I know people. That's so fine. Kind of a... Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Kind of a sporadic route, but, yeah. you know, going to Europe, I want to plan it out a little bit more. Like, I'm totally. going to go here, I'm going to check out this shop, and, you know, just kind of get more of my ducks in a row, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, shit, man. I thank uh, you. Yeah. yeah, I thank you so much for fucking giving me your time this evening, man. Uh Ah, thank you, man. I love you, dude. You're man, you too, Austin, man. Out, it's, it's, uh, like I said, man, you've always been a fucking stand-up dude. I've never, you know, um, <laughs> I know you've walked in on me so angry in the kitchen at Boca Fiesta, and I apologize for <laughs> no, every never. time I was ever a uh, angry old bitch, okay? I apologize. I, you know, you know, I, you never took it out on me, man. Okay, but I, I, but I, but I, but I know, but I, there are some people that I think I, I had some effect on for a period of time, and I, I kind of feel bad about it because it was never anything personal. It's just the way that I came up in a kitchen, you know, like when I came up yeah. in a, when I came up in a kitchen, you, you did not say very nice things to each other. You yelled at each other, and sometimes you would throw pans at each other, you know, but. <laughs> Uh, we we uh, people in Gainesville don't do that, so you know I have to no. you have to realize you know so. But no, man. Again, I thank you well, so much. You never uh, did anything bad to me, man. You I know. I, I think we kind of fed off each other. You know? I know. Seriously, right? No, you always you always you always were uh, a blast to talk to. I always enjoyed seeing you guys out, ex boogeyman. You guys uh, definitely knew how to have fun. It, um I'm going to put, I'm actually, this is going up tonight, so uh, I'm just going to post this on my Pow Wow with Pops Facebook page, and you can like that. I think I've sent you an invite. I don't know if you've liked it yet or not, but it's on there, and I'll even send it to your page, and you could do with it yeah, what you will. Yeah, man. I'm not too Facebook savvy now, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. If I, I just, know. if I put your name, I could just post it to your Facebook page. Like my yeah, my pops perfect. thing, and it'll just come up, and then people can see it that way if they want to see it or whatever, listen to it. So, but oh, again, man. dude, well, thank I'm you really, so much uh, for. I'm really honored you asked me to do it. Oh shit, fuck it, man, dude. Like seriously, like, well, one, I knew 
like the fun the funnest part is that I have such a long list of people that I want to talk to and I have such a long list of people that I want to talk to that are good talkers you know the, that are people that know how to have a conversation uh can do the ebb and flow you know and what's awesome about your you know your profession is that you kind of that's what you do for a living you talk for a living as well so it's like I love it man you know, yeah, yeah I, I mean I love that. it's 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 I th- and that's the one thing that, that I think we all share as artists and all the different art- artistry that we do is that the main thing that we're all trying to do is make a human connection. For sure. You know. And yeah, that's, man, that's, that's one thing that I do love about it, you know, is I, is I love meeting new people and hearing people's stories. And, yeah. you know, you get to do the same thing now with the podcast, which is rad too, dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got a good radio voice as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I've, I, I'm lucky. It's been going well. I mean, it's, it's doing its own thing. Uh, I'll, I'll be getting some merch soon. Yep, getting some merch. Gonna get a T-shirt, right. get get some pins. I gotta get a coffee cup too. You gotta have a podcast coffee cup, right? You know, gotta well, be all yeah, fancy I mean, and shit. So, but yes, I will. Get, if you get a shirt, man, my, my size is medium husky. Medium husky, <laughs> medium, medium medium husky. Mine's still mine's still kids. My kid, mine is still small kids gap gap. You know, that's small kids gap. Yeah, baby gap. <laughs> small kids baby gap. I, I wear baby gap small, please. Muscle tea. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but, dude, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, go you, get man. something to eat. I know, I'm sure you've had a long day. Have a good time in Austin. Tell all your peeps out there to listen to a powwow with pops for me, would you? I need to, I I need to get I'm some love out there in Texas. Yeah, man, definitely yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm actually leaving tomorrow to, to go to New Mexico, so Austin is, is over. So I'm, I'm heading to New Mexico tomorrow. Sweet. And then, uh, Colorado and then Las Vegas. Oh man, enjoy California. Enjoy the sights. I will, buddy. And be safe, brother. Everything, man. I hope to see you soon. Yeah, man. You safe travels, all right? Yeah. See you, brother. Peace. All right, guys. That was my interview with Austin Mina. That was a very good interview. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, We had some technical difficulties, but it went well, anyways. Um, you guys have a great night. This is a long one. Uh, minute 26. <laughs> uh, anyways, you guys look out for one another. Take care of one another. Show each other love, compassion, and empathy. Thank you to our parents, the people of the sun. Put down your arms. Stop killing your brothers. I love you all very much. Please, please, please. Take care of one another. Alright. This is Pops. Coming at you with a powwow with Pops. Episode 1 trillion. I love you guys. Deuces. Or peace. Peace.